Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to OG hey, hey. Morning. This is Jotham and Obi. And we're about to get into it. So this week, we <laughs> are doing some questions. So we're kind of taking a break from like our friendship series. So this week, we're going to answer some of your questions. So I'm pretty hyped for this. Yeah. Kind of taking a refreshing episode. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. <laughs> A refreshing episode. We're kind of chilling between, in between series, 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 and series, <laughs> and we're just gonna take it, take it chill. Kind of just share what's on our hearts and just kind of ask some questions or answer questions and um, just kind of have a little conversation, a little conversation thing going on. Conversation thing. <laughs> yeah, man. Um. And thank you to everyone to that submitted a question. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a few, a few, uh, a few questions rolling around, and um, and they were good. So we thank you everybody who participated. Yeah, thank you guys so much. It really means a lot that you guys would take in the effort just to ask a question. It really means a lot. Yeah. So without further ado, let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. All right. Question one. Um. And by the way, all these questions are anonymous, so whenever we do this yeah. again, <laughs> whenever we do this again, you you don't have to worry about yeah your identity. No being, one is being no one is being yeah. thrown under the bus. Yeah, we're not adding anyone. Um, so anyway, question one, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Um, question one is who? Oh wait, this is a good one. Um, if you can only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would that thing be? Uh, it's actually a tough one. Because, like, it's a, it's a question that most of us have heard before. Yeah, yeah. And we've tried it's it. tough. It is actually kind of tough because you got to think because you're cutting out everything else besides that one thing. And mm-hmm. any, if you eat one thing even for a few days straight, you get sick of it. So it has yeah. something that you can never grow tired of. Um, but low key, like, shoot, I have so many likes. Steak, I gotta say, steak, steak, just straight up steak, just straight up steak. I can't get tired of that, really. Yeah, I would would want to choose like something healthy, you know, like I'll never have a burger. This is a this is a a made up scenario, (laughs) I'm not taking my health, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but if, say if this is real life. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, can I do eggs? You know, can I make eggs every day? Oh shoot! Actually, but can I do like different forms? Like, can I, I make scrambled say, eggs one day, and some over easy eggs the other, and make some hard boiled eggs for dinner? Like, is that is that is that possible? I say that's fair. That's fair. I that should be fair, fair, right? Yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> That's actually smart, actually. <laughs> that's a lot of cholesterol, though. Yeah, you're thinking of it. You're thinking of it way more literally than I am. <laughs> you're just kind of like taking your health into an account. Like, Man, I'm gonna get fat. I'm just like, nah, I don't even care. <laughs> you know what? I would actually, for real though. You know what? I would eat every day. What? There's there's this Salvadorian dish. It's like a Salvadorian. I'm Salvadorian. For those of you who don't know. Who don't know. <laughs> And if you don't know what a Salvadorian means, it means I'm like from El Salvador. 
I mean, I'm not from El Salvador, like the country El Salvador, not Mexico, more Central America. Anyway, <laughs> so we have this dish, and they're, it's basically, it's called platanos. They're fried platanos, which is almost like a banana. It's like a cousin to the banana. Okay. It's a lot more firm. And we eat them fried in slices, fried with, with, uh, with beans. I'm trying not to say it in, in, in Spanish, but with beans. <laughs> Uh, cheese, what we call crema, which is like a cream. Mm. Um, sometimes you'll have like a chorizo on the side and um, tortillas, you know. And it's, oof. That sounds oh, pretty a, sick. If I could have like that dish, if I could do a dish for the rest of my life, that's going to be it. But if it's probably just one thing, uh, I'll probably I'll probably choose like eggs or something. I don't know. Yeah, eggs is a smart answer because you can do so much with them. Yeah. That's good. That's a fun question to answer, though. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, man. Uh, you want to move on? Let's move on. Let's keep going. Let's move on. Keep it rolling. Hey, this is a really good question, though. A little bit more serious note. How did uh, 2020 change your life, or how has it, how has it changed you? Oh, man. The thing about this year is that, like, it's affected everybody in different ways. Yeah. And everybody takes it differently. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this year um, has been – it's been a challenge for sure. Um, not even just because of COVID and just all of the things that have happened in the world – during this year but just even in my personal life there's been a lot of change and a lot of um just really challenging situations that have happened yeah and so that has been like (laughs) i don't know i don't know how to put it like it's just been a hard year in that sense but like it hasn't broken me you know what i mean it hasn't I'm not depressed and I'm not frustrated. I'm not angry. I'm not um, resentful of anything. Mm -hmm. I've just been challenged and I've been stretched in a way that I've been challenged and stretched before in my, in my emotions, in my thought life, even in my actions. Like I've had to be, I've had to take myself into account a lot more and God has put on my heart Mm. more things about me that I've not dealt with. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the main things is my thought life is yeah, learning sure. to think properly. Um, I usually think very negatively about a lot of things and God has challenged that to flip it around and to not think like, not to just think positive. Cause that's like yeah. a cliche, mm-hmm. but to think truthfully, to think about what his word says about a situation, to think about what his word says about me and about others Mm-hmm. to live from that place um this year also has been a, a year in which i've had to trust god more than any other year of my life yeah throughout my life i've always kind of had plans and things have always worked out the way i kind of envisioned them there have been like um like forks in the road and there have been bumps and there have been things that have not happened the way i expected them to but Mm-hmm. the the overarching um 
thing is that it's been consistent. Consistently, like I've been able to control my situation. And I've been able to understand what was coming next. Whereas mm-hmm. now, like, there's no idea what's next. And everything yeah. is up in the air. And, like, I don't have anything left to look forward to. And that sounds like, that sounds bad. But I don't, what I mean by that is that I just don't see what's next. Like, I don't, I don't even see two, two feet in front of me. I have no idea what's yeah. going to happen over these next few months of my life. Mm. Um, and that has challenged me to have to trust God more than I ever have before, which is right. Um, which is like, it's scary and it's um, alarming in some senses, but it's also really relieving to be able to say, I'm not even in control of my situation anymore. And to say that, like, yeah, is, you know, that's the, yeah. that's the scary part. The scary part is to say, I'm not in control of my situation at all. That's what's mm-hmm. scary about it. But what's also very calming about it and releasing is that God is in control and I can trust that he's doing exactly yeah. what he wants to be doing in my life. And that I'll go exactly where he wants me to go. How about you though? How has this year affected you? And this, year, you? Matt, this year is crazy. Um, I think a lot has happened in this year mm. that puts into a lot of different, like that, that affects my answer of this question. Um, I think first of all, um, there's just things I've had to learn mm. um, and things that I'm learning and discovering about myself and about um, how I function, mm. how I am. Yeah. And one of those things is uh, uh, that I've been challenged in this season, this, this year, is just my whole, my ability to trust, um, to trust God, to trust people trust myself Mm -hmm. trust um my situation or not my situation but my like god's sovereignty in my circumstance yeah and which is something that i've never really had to do um until you know about this time of year until i came to bible college or until you know um i started living on my own or I'm providing for myself or, you know, I don't really know, like the seasons kind of are different. Yeah. But I've had to like learn how to trust God and, and really depend on God. I think Ken, Ken, uh, we have, <laughs> we have our professor who talks about um, de- our dependency on God. I've had to really depend on God this season. And he, there's one thing that he says is, um, the ones who are like spiritually mature, mm. I guess most spiritually mature are ones who depend most on God. Um, for example, like Jesus, you know, he's shown great example in like display of spiritual maturity, mm. but he's so dependent on God. Yeah. You know, he says, I only say what the father tells me to say. Yeah. And like everything he does is just, he depends completely on God. And even though he's Jesus, he depends completely on God. And that's just something I've been learning mm. uh, to just be dependent on God. Like, I don't know what tomorrow brings, but I know my God is good. And I know he is, you know, he's taking care of me. He's in control. Mm. And so 2020 has like, through in- uncertainty, I can, uncertainty, I can trust, you know, that God is who he says he is and, He's in control and he's got me. He's his plans for me are still good. His plans for me are 
true. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've just been learning about to trust, to depend, you know, building that dependency. Also, if you guys didn't know, like we, <laughs> I actually had, bro, I got the coronavirus, man. Yeah, I was no. positive, bro. <laughs> Your boy was positive out here, man. You had the COVID, dude. But I'm a COVID survivor. <laughs> I'm you a survivor. Kids, bro. Like, man, I caught COVID. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, I was in there. I was in the thick of it. Yeah. But what, what that, and that, I mean, that, that point in my life was, I think it was super important this year. Mm. Like, even though I had, corona, like, I mean, I had all the symptoms, I had the symptoms, I, you know, but we actually had to, you know, if you notice, if some of you listeners notice, like we skipped a week, we didn't release an episode. Um, that was because I was in, in quarantine. I was sick and all that. Um, and we just didn't, it just didn't happen, but that's the reason why. But I think even then, um, before I left, my campus pastor told me before I left to go be quarantined, he's like, man, it's just, I guess this year is just about the quiet blues. Yeah. (laughs) And I guess more so this year, Uh I'm learning like, Hey, it's about the quiet place. It's about that time with God. It's about that intimacy with God. Mm -hmm. And, um, I had a chance for that. A good, like, really good chance for that. It's like, even a chance for you know, the quiet place and for the man. There's a lot to say, you know. Even the church, mm-hmm. you know, we had to stop. Church had to stop running. Mm-hmm. And what do we do then? You know. All right, it's about. <laughs> hey, you're gonna be in homes. You're gonna be in your families, and it's about your time with God. Your your quiet place. You know. Yeah. And I thought I think this year has been a lot of. Um, growth in that in those areas that I just mentioned like dependency trust mm-hmm. you know the quiet place and I think that's what I mean there's a lot of stuff that has happened in this year mm-hmm. that you can say like oh it's bad <laughs> but there's a lot of good to take away absolutely because mm-hmm. I, I, I was listening to to a sermon and one thing that stuck out a lot was just like the majority of growth in your life takes place in the midst of the greatest pain. Mm. And if the, everything's easy, you're not going to grow because you don't have to grow. You don't have to be challenged. You don't have to push yourself. But when you're in the midst of pain or frustration or inconvenience or yeah. whatever, you have to grow and you have to take yourself into an account and you have to yeah. push yourself and find that place inside of yourself that says, I got to keep going and I have to, I have to grow in this, you know, if, even if mm-hmm. your situation is brought upon by our own actions, we have to be able to say, okay, I got myself here. Now, not only do, do I have to trust God to get me out, but I also have to trust God to change, change who I am. So I never get myself in that situation in the first place. Mm. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. A lot of stuff to be taken away from this. Yeah. A lot For of sure. stuff. There's is it would be a waste to look at this year and just say like oh this whole year was just a write off. Mm. It'd be such a waste because there's so exactly much we can learn from. There's so much we can we can look back at and say wow, I learned this yeah. because this happened or I learned exactly because of this. Like I so to anybody who's listening, don't waste this year. Don't look at this year as like a write off or as something that just oh I'm just gonna pretend this year didn't happen and then all my goals I'll just like 
carry over into next year, you know? Like, no, this yeah. year, do things this year. That's good. This year be a year that you look back at and you say, wow, God really showed up in this year, even though all this stuff was happening around me. Yeah, that's good. Don't waste a year. Don't waste it. <laughs> Don't waste it. <laughs> um, let's get on to the next question. Let's do it. Um, and real quick, um, not real quick. I'm just, I'm just looking at our questions. <laughs> uh, who inspired you in your walk with Christ? This is a really good question. Or who has inspired you in your walk in Christ with Christ? Oh man, uh, that's such a good question. It's tough because I can't think of one person, yeah, like that stands out the most who's inspired me to like push um, mm-hmm. and to get closer to God. I I'd have to say like I think my mom, mm. to be honest. Um, Aww. <laughs> yeah, my mom <laughs> is just like. I can't even describe her because she. Yeah, I love your mom. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) you haven't even met her, (laughs) but she's she just has such a gentle spirit, and she's so hardworking, and I've seen her endure a lot. Yeah, a lot of pain, a lot of hardship, a lot of disappointment. Just my, both my parents, I've experienced, I've seen them experience like really sucky things. And I've had to, I've, I've not, I've had to, but I've had the opportunity to like kind of analyze them and see how they respond in the midst of all those circumstances and those situations. And mm-hmm. they've both responded, you know, good at times and also bad at times, but they've always turned it back around. Yeah, especially my mom has been just a rock in my family for as long yeah, as I can yeah. remember. That no matter what was happening, I could always trust my mom's judgment and trust mm. her voice. And she was always there. Like at my darkest point, she would always seek me out. Like I didn't have to go talk to my mom. My mom was like the one knocking on my door and being like, yeah. "Are you okay? Like, what's going on? I know something's wrong. I know something's up." And yeah, that attitude that she had has challenged me to want to be more like her because, like, my mom is the kind of parent I would want to be to my kid mm. if God ever gives them to me. And yeah, so she's been she's probably been my biggest inspiration in my my walk with God. That's awesome. Yeah, how about you? I think for me, uh, who's inspired me. I'd say my pastor, my pastor, Carlos. Campa? Carlos. Yeah, Carlos Campa. He's a baller. Yeah. Um, well, okay. He, he has inspired me. Um, I love his intentionality mm. when it comes to building relationships, when it comes to pouring into the next generation, mm. when it comes to... Um, he, he gives his heart to the people around him and the relationships and the friendships that he builds. Like he pours himself out and he is so about the people, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's about, I'm all, I'm a firm believer. It's about the people. Yeah. And 
he really exemplifies that. It's like it's about the people. Yeah. And he does everything. He goes out of his way to make someone feel like family, make you know, oh he opens his home, he to, you know, students, to the people around him. I've I've had such an honor to work alongside him, to learn from him, to grow um from him, from his like impartation to my mm-hmm. life. And he's really inspired me something like I wanna be I, I, like I wanna exemplify that kind of love um of God. Like I wanna have that kind of love of God towards other people. Mm-hmm. Like towards people. And not only that, I just I love his work ethic. He works hard, man. Yeah. He he worked, bro. He works. He's out here working, <laughs> putting in time. Yeah. And I, it's really something to to appreciate, something to admire. Mm. So that's it for me, my uh, my guy. That's my that's my I love that my guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> my guy. Yeah. Yeah, I. This, hey, what's up? What here's here's. I was gonna say sorry. this real quick, but like from what I've seen from your relationship with him and yeah, how he's challenged you and how he's mentored you, I can definitely see like the effect of that relationship on you and how he's challenged you and pushed you, but also how he's been someone who you trust to talk to. You know, yeah. a lot of people. Yeah at least where I've, how I've grown up in my area, like it's been hard to trust pastors. It's been hard to trust leadership. Yeah. But in your case, you had an amazing privilege to be able to be connected to someone like him who you can trust and someone who you can go to and rely on their Mm. wisdom. And that's such a thing. And I'm just happy for you. I'm happy that you have that to be honest. Yeah. Thank you. And I'd encourage you, anyone that's listening, find a pastor, find a leader, find someone in your life. If you don't have someone that you can, like, you can answer this question. If you can't answer this question, I would encourage you to find someone that, you know, maybe one day you'll be able to talk about, you know, that has inspired you, has pushed you along, has encouraged you. And in the way that these people have encouraged us, um, reach out to a pastor, reach out to a leader Mm -hmm. and, and get connected. Yeah. And get connected because it's people that make the difference. Mm-hmm. People make the difference. Yeah. Let's get on to our next question, man. I, I'm, I'm excited for this next question. Okay. Right, this is a good one. Okay. <laughs> hey, somebody submitted. He said, <laughs> "What? somebody submitted um, the question, what is your ideal man? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! This is an inside joke who most of my friends will, will understand. But I'm just gonna say, what's his name? Shoot, Taylor Lautner. That's my ideal. Taylor, I'm leave it at that. <laughs> I'm leave it at that. That's funny. I would say someone like short, dark, and handsome like me, <laughs> um, with curly hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just fine. Anyway, let's get on to the next one. Oh, <laughs> just breeze past that. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Okay. Um, oh, here's a here's a good one. As followers of Christ, what do you think about cussing? Like swearing, swear words. I'm gonna let you take this one first. That's a good one. It's it's a it's a tough one because it also like it does shine a light on myself as well. Like because yeah. I. 
like language is something I've always kind of struggled with. I've I've tried my best never to say things out loud, but I think even if you say things under your breath or even like in your in your head, you're still doing it. You know what I mean? And mm, yeah, the Bible is kind of clear on what it thinks about like language that is considered foul. You know? Yeah. Um, let's see if I can just find a scripture real quick. Uh, you know, I have something. What? That... Yeah, go ahead. I have one something to say. Um, I think that there's okay. I I know that like the Bible's pretty clear, mm-hmm. but like there's a lot of gray. I feel like maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm I'm not. Maybe you know. I feel like there's a lot of gray area. I maybe it's just me because I'm trying to defend myself. <laughs> but <laughs> like I I I I don't say I have a I struggle necessarily with you know, using, like, foul language or that kind of thing. But, you know, you hurt yourself, you stub your toe, and you're like, oh, you know, mm. you, something comes out that you don't want to come out. But um, I think when it comes to cussing, it's like there's really no point. You know, there's no there's no need mm. to say a, a bad word. There's a bug on my phone. <laughs> um there's really no point. Mm. You know, it doesn't, the Bible says in Ephesians 4, uh, Paul says, you know, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, if not, except, but, you know, talk to build mm. the other person up to build them up. And I think if you're not building anyone up there, um, maybe you're not necessarily telling them, like, cussing at them and, like, breaking them down. But if you're not, like, if they're just empty words and mm. they have no, you know, they're not helping. They're not building. They're mm. not, then there's no point, you know. There's no point to to be saying bad words or, mm. you know, foul language. Like, it, it really doesn't, it doesn't do you any good. Mm. It doesn't do anyone any good, you know. Yeah. They're just there. Um but I'm not. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. You know, I I hit hurt myself. I'll be like, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I that's just like a normal reaction, which it really shouldn't be yeah. a reaction, you know. But I'm. I'm gonna be honest. Like mm. that'll happen to me. Yeah. Or if I get really angry or upset, mm. you know, and and you've seen me like that. Yeah. We've had some yeah. times. <laughs> We've had some time. Yeah. But I guess that's all I have to say about that. Like, if it's not building someone up. There's no point. Yeah. You know, and I would advise, yeah, let's, let's do our best to really just watch our time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Kind of like what you were saying, like the Bible is pretty clear about it. Um, yeah. Like you were saying in Ephesians four, um, but also Colossians three verse eight, like, but now you must put away, wait, sorry, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and, and obscene, obscene talk from your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um that can mean a lot of things. And I think that I think the standard on what you say should be a lot bigger than curse words. Mm. You know, people will say like, Oh, as long as I'm not cussing, I'm fine. I think what you say yeah. is important. <laughs> you know? yeah. I, I think what, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I think what you say is very important. Like there's also a verse that says like life and power is in, you know, is in the tongue, you know, the, the power of life and death. Sorry. The power of life and death is in the, the tongue. tongue. Yeah. 
So what you say is held to a very high standard. And mm. I think that if we take that standard seriously, we wouldn't try to justify using foul language because we have to understand that what we say matters. There's yeah. also a verse that says that we're going to be taken into account and judged for every careless word that we speak. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even just say cursing. That just says, like, if you're careless in what you're saying, you are going to be judged for that. Yeah. And that's that's pretty scary, and that's heavy, and it seems harsh, but that's what the Bible says. And so yeah, I think we ought to just take into account a lot more what we're saying in every area of our mm-hmm. lives. So not even just cursing, but also in our jokes, you know, what kind of jokes are we making? And also yeah, and yeah. when we're mad, because we can, we can go, we can go and roast each other. We can go and, mm. you know, make all these jokes and we could go down this spiral of, you know, mm. we just go downhill from there. Yeah. You can always go downhill but... and that's where self-control <laughs> comes into play. And I think self-control a part of self-control is just controlling your tongue. You know, there's also another, control your tongue. another scripture. I don't remember where it is. I think it might be in Proverbs or Psalms or something, but it's kind of like, like nobody can tame their tongue. Like people can tame wild animals, but the person can't tame their tongue. It's what it kind of comes down to saying. And it's just like, who, who can tame their tongue? You know? And I think that we need the Holy spirit. Yeah. To change us and to help us with. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think that I think, obviously I think cursing is not good. I don't think God is pleased if we, if we're dropping F bombs, you know, left and right. Sure. I don't think God is happy with that. Um, but I think the standard is a lot higher than just curse words. I think it's just in all our speech. And if we take yeah. it seriously, we're going to try the, our best to clean up every word that we say. Rather than yeah. just be like, oh, okay, you know, I'm just going to not curse and that's fine. Rather than be like, yeah. here's all this stuff I should probably change. Mm-hmm. Like, be like, well, at least I didn't cuss. Well, yeah, but you still hurt that person. Yeah, or you, you, still... you still said something <laughs> that offended somebody. And I'm not saying, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we can go down so many different <laughs> rabbit trails with that. But yeah, yeah. Mm. But I guess that would that kind of be our thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, we only have one more question left. Let's get it. <laughs> Let's get it. Oh, we have two questions. Two. Psych. So. so second to last question. Um, what are your opinions on technology and its effects on teenagers? And how it affects teenagers. Mm. That yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. And... Yeah, you go ahead. Oh, you answer that. Ahead. You answer that. Yeah. Okay. I want to answer it first. Um, I think technology is good. I'm all about it. I'm all about technology, advancement, improvement. You know, all that kind of thing. Um, I think it's good when it's used for a good reason. Mm. Um. Like. You know, what, what we're doing on our phones, what we're doing, like, I think, like, we have to really be careful and know, like, what it is we're trying to put in, and as well as, like, we, we have to be aware of what we're putting in and what we're putting out. Because social media and, like, technology, well, okay, let's be honest. Most of the kids, most of teenagers, is what the question is asking, are just using... They have the newest iPhone 11, but they just have Instagram. And that's all they're using is Instagram. (laughs) That's the whole reason, you know. Mm. Okay. I don't want to. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, you know, you're just on your social media. And, like, we got to be really careful. Like, you're putting in, um, you know, you're commenting. 
you're posting on your social media, you're posting, you know, you're um, sending messages, you're, you know, all this stuff. We got to be really aware. I think teenagers really have to be aware of what their, what their output as well as their input. Mm. You know, a lot of people think, well, this, this social media is bad and technology is bad because it's doing this to kids' life. Well, a lot of, a lot of the stuff is, is good if they, if you, put that in you know if you if they're seeking good things mm. um as well as are they outputting good things you know um i think um it, it can get really bad obviously we can there's like the the bad parts of technology and mm. you know kids are spending too much time i think there has to be balance yeah you know you know i think it's good within balance yeah um i mean obviously there's real like study social media affects mental health and anxiety and like depression and all these kinds of things it's like well you know we can we can put a balance and we can we can uh we can put a a time limit or you know let's let's you you can you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i'm following i'm following so i think i think it's good when it's used in a good way or it's used in a well-balanced Mm-hmm. you know and people are really careful about what they're seeing what they're allowing to come into their you know in their minds and their thoughts what they're looking at but also be really aware of what we're putting out you know encouraging encouraging things rather mm-hmm. than like just being a troll on the comment section mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean like what we're putting out because people you know people see that yeah people see what you're commenting people see what you're posting and it affects them too mm-hmm. whether you know, whether you think about it or not, like, oh, I just posted that because mm. I wanted to. Yeah. But I think it goes both ways, man. Like, the output and the input, it goes both ways. You got to yeah. be really careful. And we got to balance it. I think that's what I have to say about – what do you think, Joe? Well, I like what you have to say about input and output. Like, most people focus on the input. And it's like, oh, what are you listening to? What are you mm-hmm. watching? What are you finding? What are you looking at? Uh, but – yeah. Is I think what you have to say was really good though. Like also what you're putting out, like what because like you go on Facebook or something, you see so many people just ranting on their statuses about something. You're just kind of like that's not a good look. Like what are you doing? And nobody cares. You know, <laughs> nobody cares about what you're dealing with right now. Like nobody cares that your boyfriend dumped you. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares that you think your teacher sucks. Like nobody cares. <laughs> um, no offense. <laughs> I feel like I just stepped on some toes by saying that, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I think that what... that's how I felt like when I said that, you know, people are buying iPhone 11 for $1,200 and only yeah, using it for low key facts. Um, but I didn't, I think what you had to say was pretty, uh, similar to what I'm thinking. Uh, I think, yeah, technology and all that stuff is a tool, you know, it's kind of like a knife and you can use a knife to, you know, as was it what it's made for or like, you know, for something that's useful or you could use it to kill somebody, you know, like something right. because like somebody can use something wrong. Doesn't mean it itself is bad, you know? Yeah. So yeah. technology I think is great in that you can stay connected to so many people. Like the fact that this, the, the, like what we're doing right now, we're doing through technology. You're all the way in the yeah. U.S. and I'm here in Canada. We wouldn't be able to do this without technology. But right there, that's a tool yeah. that we're using for a good thing. Um, 
but you could also use mm-hmm. this tool for a lot of other garbage. You know what I mean? And yeah, yeah when it comes down to the root of the question, like on its affected teenagers, um, the teen years are like where you're developing the most and where a lot of your views of the world are being solidified and technology greatly, um, I don't know. It, it, it gives you such a larger access to the world around you than generations mm-hmm. previous. They didn't have access to social media to see what's happening all the way in Lebanon or happening, you know, halfway across the world. So I think that that information overload can, can be harmful to young minds, but at the same time, maybe it's also good that they have a good idea of what's happening in the world around them. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't fully understand everything. I don't have all the answers for that. I, I, I just bottom line, I think if you're using it well and you have good boundaries for like how yeah. much you're using it, because addiction is a big problem. Like so many people are addicted right. to their phones or addicted to social media, you know, and it, that, like you said, they, they've done so many tests to like prove that that's actually something that is happening in a lot of people, not just young people, but just people in general, like their minds just get addicted to like seeing the lights on the screen and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I think because it is also really dangerous, there needs to be guidelines. There needs to be involvement by, at least by like their parents, you know what I mean? Which is hard to say because mm-hmm. not everybody has good parents or parents that are involved so it's kind of hard to say but i think that there needs to be like accountability for how technology is being used you know not even just by young people but just by people in general there needs to be accountability and there needs to be guidelines and boundaries set in place because it's so easy to just sit on your phone for two hours and what are you looking at you know or like late at night and you're sitting on your phone instead of sleeping like you should be what are you doing you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I think that yeah, if used improperly, it's dangerous. If used properly, it's a huge benefit. But it's more common mm-hmm. that it's dangerous than it is a benefit. Most people use it in a dangerous way than they do in a beneficial way. That's what I think. Yeah. Hmm. We're kind of getting to... Um... Well, I mean, we did, we did get to our last question. <laughs> we are here. We are the last question. <laughs> we're kind of getting there. <laughs> no, we're, we're on our last question now, and thank you all for tuning mm. in. Um, uh, we're going to answer our last question. This is, I think this one uh, this is my favorite <laughs> question to answer. But this one question says, how did you know the bromance was real? Jonathan, how did you know the bromance was real between us? I th- oh, man. <laughs> I think... I don't know, like when we first met, like my first, our first year in college together. You remember that? Oh, I remember that. I remember that. When we first met? I don't remember when we first met. I don't. You don't? Wow. I remember we met at, um, you know, the, the, what is it called? The the welcome barbecue? Yeah, yeah, welcome yeah, yeah, barbecue. yeah. Yeah, we met there. We were like beside um 
the tree, like one of the trees outside the chapel, and we were like kind of making small talk. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from. We were like, I'm from Hamilton. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. And we were trying to make small talk. It yeah. was really awkward. Yeah, I think everyone was kind of awkward that first day. It was just kind of like, where it is this place? Yeah. Who are these people? Um, <laughs> but I think, I think I our that. first year, we were just kind of like acquaintances. Yeah, yeah we, we didn't cool. have any problems with each other. But I, I think with you, I no. always just saw you as like the party dude. Like you were like the fun guy who mm. I liked to, like who was fun like at a party or like when you're out, like Obi was like the one who's always hype about everything. It's kind of, ah! you know. <laughs> um, but I think my second year with you, you you became my neighbor because you moved dorms, so you were my yeah. neighbor. I remember when I saw your name on the door, I was like, "Yo, this is dope! I'm hype." Oh, I got like, so excited. I was so hype about that. Yeah, when I saw the dorm assignment or mm-hmm. room assignments. I got excited when I saw that you were my yeah. neighbor. It's so like, even then, like, we knew, like, okay, this is a cool person that I like, you know? Yeah, yeah I knew for sure that I would, like, I would have loved to yeah. hang out with you and be friends with you. Yeah. We just were in different circles that yeah, year. Yeah, we were. Like, we were, like, acquaintances. Like, we'd see each other. We'd, like, ask by each other. But we never, yeah. like, hung out. Hung out. All right, but, um, yeah, yeah. But I think I knew that you were someone, like, I really shared a really good connection with when, like... I started opening up to you about some stuff in my life. Like, cause you would like, mm. you'd always be in my room, like super late at night. You know? and, late at night, bro. You know me, bro. I stay owl, up. I, I'm, yeah. I'm up, bro. And it's always like late at night that like your boundaries are down and you don't have any, <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't think about what you're saying. You're just kind of like, you know what? It's late, it's late at night. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm just going to say what I think, you know? <laughs> and with you, like, I would say, I started saying some things about what I was going through and things that I was thinking and things that I was experiencing in my life. And you, you didn't just brush them off. Like, you acknowledged them. And then you wanted to help me. You were like, mm. no, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be like a partner with you in this. I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to help you deal with this. That yeah. was when I was kind of taken back and I was thinking to myself like this is a legit friend and this is someone i want to get to know more and more and like throughout the course of that year i was like you were going through some stuff too that year you're opening up to me about some of your stuff Uh, that was happening that same fall semester yeah i remember one day i remember one one night we were both uh, i came into your room late at night i can't remember we stayed up talking to like for about an hour and a half or Mm -hmm. so it was like one in the almost one in the morning yeah. by the time I left your room. I remember that. And we were just talking. We were both going through some stuff. Yeah. And I think that was really the first night where we actually had like an intimate, like real yeah. conversation. And like we really connected like on a more, you know, like yeah. intimate level. I thought I was like, I, I know, I, I, I'm sure you know. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly yeah. which night. And, um, yeah, and then um, that was really when I was like, all right, this guy, this is the guy. <laughs> this is the guy. This is the guy. And then I would come in, I, after that, I would come in periodically. Yeah. Um, and this was last, last mm-hmm. fall. Maybe yeah, last fall. Or so. I'm not sure. Yeah, last fall. And we started talking. After that, I came in like period- periodically and every, every so often, I'd come in mm-hmm. and find you in your room. I'd yeah, keep you, you up. Were- <laughs> 
Bro, I'd be like, yo, I want to sleep, but like, I low key want to talk to him, so I'm just gonna let it slide. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I made you, you a did. night owl. You, took, you made me a <laughs> night owl. That that semester, bro, <laughs> like those next, those last two semesters, I was there, dude. You made me a night owl. I was up so late. I'm like, yeah, I can't sleep now because of this dude. And then when I came home, you're like, bro, I gotta. You're like, I gotta go to sleep, man. I gotta work the next morning. I'm like, no, you don't have to work in the no, next fine. morning. You're gonna <laughs> stay up with me. I'm like, dang, right, that's fine. <laughs> like, bro, that was, that was wild. Those are good times, yeah. man. Those are like memories I'll never forget. Good times, for sure. But yeah, I think that I was when that. I knew, like, when I could open up to you, and you understood, and mm-hmm. you were willing to help. That was when I was like, this is legit. Yeah. And here, here we, we are. are. Yeah. <laughs> podcast together. I'm a long way. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm that's all that's all mm. our questions. And we got through them all. Hopefully that's hopefully whoever submitted these questions answers or who whoever submitted them comes back and listens mm. to this episode and kind of is encouraged, is you know, gets to Hear what we have to say, and you know, hopefully this helps mm. someone. And we're at the end of our episode, but if there's anything you want to add, no, yeah, just thank thank you everybody who was listening, yeah. who's been who stayed through the whole episode, and for those who yeah. submitted your questions, it's really, really deeply appreciated. And we'll, I think we'll do this again. We'll yeah. think we'll do like some questionnaires, like some questions. Yeah, yeah every so often. often. I like this idea. This is this is cool. I like mm. this. Yeah, it was like last little refreshing yeah. episode. Didn't really have an agenda, mm. but we got through some questions. We had some good, yeah, it was good, good, time. good conversation. Yeah. So we'll see you mm-hmm. next week mm-hmm. on OJ in the morning. Yes, sir. And thank, thank you, you guys. Appreciate in. it.